Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks of the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Absolutely, on Monday mornings, 9 Central, 10 Eastern Time. Guys, uh, Kyle was covering Allentown Indoor Racing. I was at Talladega Short Track for the Ice Bowl. Today's guest, we got Paul Small, who was the announcer at Allentown Indoor Racing, back again. And we got Willie Mullins, who got tied up last Thursday night and couldn't call. But Willie's getting wet. Uh, Kyle, Willie's getting ready to head down to uh, Daytona for the 13th and 14th of testing at Daytona for the Arkham Menard Series. So we got it going today. Hang on. Buckle in. Yeah, Rowdy, good to be on the show. Uh, yeah, we got a busy show. Paul Small calling in at 10.05, 9.05 Central, and then Willie Mullins at 10.20, 9.20 Central. So uh, you and I uh, both getting a guest today for the show. So it's been a good effort, you know, uh, on both our behalf. So you made it to the Ice Bowl. I got town town. So um, just good to get out. Um, you know, we got the Eastern Motorsport Press Association Convention coming up this weekend in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Uh, going to be beautiful, being 15 minutes from my dad's house. So um, that works out. Uh, so looking forward. To, uh, I did see Dino this weekend, Rowdy. I sent him my regards from you. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been a good weekend, and uh, just glad to be back on the show. First Monday show of the year as well, Rowdy. So uh, back back on Monday mornings again. Absolutely, Kyle. Uh, the snowball actually turned out to be the perfect weather bow because I'm telling you, Kyle, Three days of the best weather you would ever want in January, and the crowds reflected it. A lot of people brought their kids, and I, I would say after seeing in the past races and it being cold and sometimes rainy and cold, uh, this time record crowds all three nights. Now they're getting ready, Kyle, for the world of outlaws that are coming uh, they're going to take take the dirt completely off the track, build a wall all the way around, which, that's, you know, Kyle, we talked about that. That wall all the way around is a benefit sometimes and, a, and not so sometimes. But they're building a wall completely around it with a 12-foot catch fence, which will keep them from going over the bank and back off down in the grassy knoll on the other side. When they come back off, back on the track, you know, unless they've uh, really, really flipped over something, most time the cars can come back on the track. You know, we we've seen that at Mobile. Uh, they raced down there without a while and uh, actually got to 
witness a really, really bad wreck with Will Kennel several years back where he he went off across the the banking and uh, ended up down in the parking lot, Kyle. And that was pretty much our last race. But, hey, we're going to bring our first guest on. And he's no stranger to the show. I'd like to welcome back Paul Smile, who was the announcer at Allentown Indoor Racing this weekend. Welcome, Paul. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Doing great, Paul. Uh, look like there's a pretty good crowd at uh, at the indoor racing this weekend. Yeah, and uh, the one one of the nice things this weekend was we actually got to see some some good side-by-side racing. I've been away from the indoor series for a couple of years while I was doing uh, snowcross in the winter, uh, but to come back and, and see a track that had uh, two good grooves to it where you could have some, uh, you know, side-by-side racing and then passing that didn't involve nerfing the guy in front of you with your bumper, that was really cool. It was, uh, I thought, a really, really good show this weekend. Paul, how do they get grip on that indoor track? That That's my question, is the grip of, on that track. Well, that's done with uh, the, the basis for uh, Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Any soda is a simple, a simple cola syrup. It's colorless, and it's sticky. And it, it adheres to the polished concrete floor, allows the rubber to stick to it. And the more you run on it, the more rubber you actually build up on the surface. So that's why how you wind up getting the traction. The interesting thing is, in a two-day event like the one that we had, you start building the rubber Thursday night practice. It really builds up on Friday. But then on Saturday, it actually starts to peel away, and you're almost getting back to the slick. That's where the toppling was a little bit better for some drivers than the bottom in the feature on Saturday night. What's it like uh, working with Steve Post? Uh, well, the funny thing about that is that Postman and I worked together years and years and years ago when Steve was uh, based in uh, uh, right, uh, right across the New York-Pennsylvania border. Uh, we did a couple of shows together at Southern Tier Racetracks. We were both, uh, uh, I don't want to say young and dumb, but we were both young and early in our careers. Uh, and then we kind of went in separate directions and didn't get the chance to work together again until – I did uh, a couple of seasons' worth of the indoor races a few years ago, and now we had the chance to work Allentown this year. We're working Atlantic City at the end of the month, and we have a great time together. So so uh, with all the snow and storms we've had come through in the last month, so has that kind of helped the snowmobile cross racing? Uh, you know, I, they did have plenty of snow for, uh, for the first round of Fargo. Now I'm not actually doing the, uh, doing the snow cross this year, but, um, they had a very, very competitive first weekend in Fargo that actually happened before Christmas and their next event will be coming up this weekend. They'll be in Shakopee, Minnesota up at the, uh, Canterbury park horse racing facility, which they call the Daytona of snowcross because it's one of the biggest and widest tracks that they run the entire season. What event are you looking forward to this year, Steve? I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> Paul. What event are you looking forward to in 2023, Paul? Uh, well, well, actually, there's a few. I mean, uh, events that I'm doing. Uh, next one will be the um, Pioneer Pole Buildings Motorsport Show in a couple of weeks, and then Atlantic City the week after that. 
I love the atmosphere in Atlantic City. It's a, a great place with a lot of heritage for an indoor race. Um, some of the races I'm looking forward to seeing this year, uh, one would be right up there, all-star race at North Wilkesboro. I mean, come on, finally on the short track. Um, number two, uh, the short track super series for the Dirt Modifieds that Brett Deo runs is actually running a modified event at Action Track USA uh, outside of uh, Cutstown, Pennsylvania. And that track is smaller than a quarter mile. And we're going to be running full-blown sail panel dirt modifieds on that. That's already on the list. I don't care if I'm working that event or not. I will be sitting there in the grandstands or standing in the infield watching that one. Hi, Paul. You got Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks again for coming on the Rowdy Magline Show again. I uh, like seeing repeat people come back on. Uh, first question for you is uh, what were your thoughts of the Allentown Indoor Race? Um, you were there calling it. So, um, I mean, what did, what did you see from your viewpoint? I thought it was a great weekend, actually. I mean, normally yeah, you, you have chaos indoors. It's a contact sport. Uh, you know, like Days of Thunder. Rubbing is racing. Well, you, you know, you get a lot of that. I didn't see as much of that in the TQ division this time. Uh, and I think a lot of that is because they've finally been able to figure out how to get that rubber to lay down so that you can have a top lane. Last year, I guess the top lane was the dominant lane, and nobody could really move on the inside. But if you look at the uh, the racing up front between Tyler Thompson, Anthony Cecily, and then the back and forth that uh, Cecily and Ryan Flores had during the last 10 laps of the race, uh, that was some fantastic racing and probably some of the best racing I've seen indoors. And the, the slingshot and the champ cart divisions as well, you know, they put on uh, they put on good race programs too. So for fans up here in my neck of the woods to have the opportunity to not only go see a race but see a good competitive race in an indoor environment in the winter, it's a no-brainer. So my second question for you is uh, Dan Kapuscinski in the champ car uh, had that flipped at one point, comes back, wins the B main, starts in the back of the, the champ car feature, finishes in the top ten. I mean, what did you think of Danny Kay there? And I, I know I know, I was I was talking to my buddy about him, and then uh, you came over the loudspeaker and already mentioned that you were just thinking what I was thinking. Yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me. I've known uh, Danny for a lot of years. Uh, not only a very talented racer, but a talented broadcaster as well, uh, working on the Dirt Vision crew with the Super Dirt Car Series. And, you know, he has um, the, the guys from uh, Slack Karting helping him out. A great bunch of guys, and boy, oh, boy, do they know their stuff. My understanding is they had about 30 minutes to essentially rebuild that car because that was a heck of a grinding wreck. That's probably the worst wreck I've ever seen uh, Danny have. And for him to be able to come back through the B main and then wind up getting a top 10 finish in the A main, I mean, you know, you can't ask for really any better than that except to, I guess, maybe driving all the way through and winning the race, but just being able to come back from that wreck and and be able to pass the cars that he had to pass. I mean, that tells you that um, that you know the that I think says a lot about the the track and how um, amazing the racing was over the weekend. He wasn't the only one. Uh, the uh, one of the Candelano boys started 14th in the TQ main and finished third. So you know, people that say you can't pass indoors, <laughs> I don't think so. Not now. You certainly can. Yeah, you mentioned Tommy Catalano went from 14th to 3rd in the feature. Um, I know I sat uh, talking with you about Ryan Flores, usually the dominant guy in Allentown, started 5th, finished 2nd. Um, 
you know, were you surprised at all, uh, Stesley taking the outside on the restarts? I didn't notice that toward the end of the race. Uh, it looked like, you know, he was just pinning Tyler Thompson down the inside every restart. Um, you know, I'm not really surprised at that. Um, Anthony had something with that car, and he knew that he could get the pull off the outside of the track, especially on the restarts coming off turn four. The outside, I think, was the preferred lane on the turn three and four side of the racetrack. Um, as far as Ryan Flores goes, uh, you know, consistent night. I don't think it was the, the, I don't think the car was quite where he wanted it to be. Uh, but he was definitely a factor at the end, uh, especially when Tyler got dinged for jump of the restart. And that put Ryan on the front row with Anthony. We got a good show there for a few laps before things settled in before the checkers. So. So my last question for you is, um, you've been in the industry a while. Um, I mean, what what have you seen with the relationship between, you know, drivers turning into broadcasters? You know, you met, we talk about Danny Kay. I mean, what, what what have you seen, you know, throughout the years when you do see drivers come in and do uh, do the transition over from, from driving over into broadcasting? I think it's brilliant. Uh, and I think it's a, a necessary step following in the direction of, other major professional sports nowadays, almost always when you watch a sports broadcast, the analyst is a former player. Uh, we see that in football all the time, basketball, hockey. So why not have that in racing? And and when you get colorful personalities to go with it, whether it's a, a, a Jeff Gordon or one of my favorite guys is Clint Boyer. Love listening to Clint Boyer doing, uh, doing broadcasts or, um, you know, um, uh, Jeff Burton. And those guys, uh, you know, it used to be the crew chiefs. Well, the crew chiefs are a part of it now, too, because you still have guys like, you know, Larry Mack down in the studio in Charlotte that are giving you the crew chiefs perspective. But I love the idea of having a, having a driver as an analyst. And, you know, I hope we continue to see more of that as we continue forward. Well, Paul, with that being said, knowing how you got started at a young age, just showing up at the track and they didn't have an announcer, what do you tell these young people coming up that want to be an announcer? What Should they go and hang out at the local tracks and hope they can get a shot? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of my uh, announcing confederates, Dave Moody, uh, did a um, uh, Zoom summit this weekend, a short track announcer summit. My understanding was there was about probably 30 people on that call, uh, a lot of them young, several of them female. Uh, it's one of the things that I've talked about with a lot of my friends up here is where's the next generation uh, going to come from that do what we do? And for a while, I think we were all a little bit concerned about that of like, wow, you know, we're, we're getting, we're getting to be kind of dinosaurs here where we don't see anybody coming in the pipeline that wants to do what we do, but to see, you know, that kind of a turnout and people wanting to learn the craft from one of the best in the business and Dave Moody, I think that says a lot for the, for the future of, of what we do. Uh, you know, if there's a young person listening that wants to wants to get into racing, yeah, by all means, go talk to the announcer at your local racetrack. Absorb. Learn. Um, I'm very fortunate that I've been in the right place at the right time at a lot of places in my career to be able to do the things that I've done. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity had I not been constantly listening, learning, asking questions, asking, you know, I mean, I still chase gigs to this very day because I love what I do. And 
I want to be able to do it as much as possible. Uh, if you've got the ambition and you've got the you've got the skill, you know there's a there's always a place for that in our sports. So, uh, how, I mean, what are you, what's your feelings on now that we've got uh, the TVs where you can get it off the internet streaming? I think that's kind of helped the audience where I can actually watch from Alabama Allentown indoor racing to see what the racing would be like to go next year. What's your feelings on streaming? Uh, well, it's the new it's the the new television. I mean, it used to be uh, that you wanted to get your racing on TV. Uh, that was and still is an extremely expensive proposition uh, because most television networks it's a pay for play universe. You're essentially buying that hour of television time or two hours to put your program on the air, and then you've got to go sell sponsorship on the back end to try to cover your operational costs. It's a lot cheaper to do things on a streaming platform, and it gets you a lot bigger audience. It gets you literally the entire world. Anybody that has a computer and an Internet connection can watch your program versus, well, okay, what's the penetration for this network and this market sort of thing. So I think it's it's really opened up everybody's eyes Um and I think it's really the you know the way of the future. And now that we have companies like Flow Racing and Racing America that are putting more and more content out there, uh, and along with uh, I got to give a shout out to my hometown guys from DirtTrackDigest.tv that covered not only the Allentown event but cover a lot of events here in the Northeast. Um, you have the new Speed Sport One network that's going to be going up as a streaming platform as well. I mean, you know, this is this is the future. If you want your race product to get noticed, you need to be able to live stream it, and you need to make it look like a, a look like a network television show. I think that's where some short track operators maybe are falling a little bit short of the mark, is they haven't quite figured out the level of commitment that it takes. I mean, it's great to have one camera up on the roof and and plug in an announcer feed and, and put it on the internet, but if you want your product to really stand out that, you know, there is some cost involved. You need to put some investment into it. The ones that make the commitment to do that, I think are the ones that are going to reap the rewards down the road, both uh, in terms of eyeballs and hey, eyeballs lead to dollars in terms of sponsorship. So, Well, you know, when it first started, it, it, the track promoters seemed to think it would take away from their crowds, but I think it actually helped build the crowds because you get a taste of what's going on. And some folks can't afford that tank of gas to get there. And usually uh, the price of streaming's less than what a tank of gas there and back would be. So it, it, I, th- I like it. Gives you a chance to see next race what you'd be looking forward to at the track. Yeah, yeah, I think that is one key point that uh, some promoters miss miss the boat on is if you want fans in the stands, you have to, well, you have to find a way to draw them in. You can advertise, but what's a great way to advertise? Well, put your product out there for everybody to be able to see it, whether it's on a a free, you know, free streaming tier or whether it's on one of the premium, you know, uh, pay-per-view streaming tiers like a Flow or Racing America or a DTD TV. Uh, The fact is people get to see it, and that makes them want to go see it in person. 
Um, live streaming is not a replacement for the live event. Live streaming, I think, is the commercial for the live event in this day and age. Well, Paul, you've been there like I've been there. Live streaming is great, but there's nothing like a live event where you can smell, taste, feel all your seven senses at work. And that's one thing you can't get on, on TV, but when you're live, you know why you're there. It was this weekend at the Ice Bowl, just to be able to smell that smell again that I hadn't smelt since the Snowball Derby, that burnt oil, the fuel, the tires, the dust, the dirt, it all puts in for a wonderful weekend. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. And on the flip side, uh, for somebody like me that, you know, you can't be everywhere at once, but you want to see these events, you want to see what they're about, Hey, you know, having that streaming opportunity is great to, to know that you can be able to order it and either sit and watch it as it happens or if you've got some downtime during the week, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I want to watch that race from the Ice Bowl at Talladega. I've never had a chance to see the Spirit Late Models do their thing down there. I, I don't really see any downside to streaming, and I hope that, uh, you know, as we continue on, more and more of these um, – you know, marquee events like these are available Hi, for more and more people to see. Okay. So, so uh, you got the, the Cowboy this weekend coming up? Uh, actually, this weekend is going to be an off weekend for me, and then uh, headed down to the Pioneer Pole Buildings Motorsports Show down in uh, Oaks, Pennsylvania in two weeks where I get to emcee the annual Ms. Motorsports pageant. I have a really tough job. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, one of the highest. What what was your highest point so far in your career? Have you, have you got one thing you could pinpoint was you never thought you mm-hmm. would do, but you finally got to to climb the mountain and be there? Oh man, I don't know that I could pick out one thing uh, that 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 stood out. I've had the opportunity to be a part of so many great events, uh, so many great organizations. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, doing snowcross on CBS for the past three years has been a highlight. Um, doing, uh, being a pit reporter for the IndyCar network at Toronto a few years ago, uh, would be another career highlight, but I got to tell you, honestly, it doesn't matter what event it is. It doesn't matter whether it's on TV or just doing live event. I still love being on the microphone and being able to guide people through and tell people stories and share that excitement and passion that I have for the sport that I love with them and and hope that when they walk out, uh, whether they turn off the TV at the end of the broadcast or they're walking out of the facility at the end of the night, that they're thinking about what a good time they had, how entertained they were, and how they can't wait to do it again. Paul, and we surely appreciate you coming on and spending a little time with us this morning back uh, you was on, I think, in uh, March or a couple months ago before yeah. Homestead. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. I'm glad Kyle got to grab you again. Can you tell everybody where they can follow and keep up with you? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, you can follow me. I'm on uh, on Facebook. That's my primary uh, mode of the social media operation. And um, I'll insert a cheap plug for for my broadcast career here. 
Uh, FingerLakesDailyNews.com. I am on weekday morning, 7 to 9, doing a news talk show on uh, one of our radio stations, WGBA, one of the seven that I oversee up here in New York. So, Pleasure again, my friend. Looking forward to meeting you and seeing you someday up in Allentown with Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks to all the fans out there, too. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. All right, Kyle. Uh, Paul Smile. You know, that's pretty good working with Steve Post now with MRN. That's, uh, I would say that'd be kind of my highlight there. Yeah, Rowdy didn't know that was uh, Paul's first time doing the indoor races. And what's even crazier is I believe I was there the last time he did the indoor races, too, in 2019 at the Allentown, Allentown race. So, um, yeah, it's good to you know, I didn't, didn't get to see Paul, but uh, hopefully, hopefully here at the Motorsports Show here in a few weeks, um, you know, uh, EMPA convention coming up. And Rowdy, uh, can't forget, but we also have uh, Todd Bixby on the line as well. So, uh, Rowdy, uh, we got another New Yorker calling in. I know he was listening to a little bit of what Paul had to say. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, we got we got Todd Bixby on the line as well. Come on in here, Todd. How we doing, man? Good, guys. How are you? Great, Todd. So, I'd seen uh, you made an announcement you're going to be working with kind of uh, helping an ARCA team this year. I am for uh, two races, uh, Pocono and Watkins One. And after I'm done that, Watkins Glen, oh, that weekend's so busy. A lot of traveling. I'm so, also working with, with the Rusty Wallace race experience. That's what I was going That was where I was moving next. So how did you like that experience, Todd? Because you're actually helping people achieve the dream that they never thought they'd get to have in climbing the seat of a race car, fastened in, and get to do some laps. What's it like to see those the look on their face, uh, Todd, when they walk back, drive back in, and get out of the car, or just sitting in the car? What's how do you explain the look on their face? Well, I would say. Because my dream became possible. Um, so now, watching these people's faces, whether it's a man or a woman or a younger gentleman, is priceless. They're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. You know, and I'm fortunate enough, I get to drive these cars. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's old race car. Um, Dale Jr.'s, Rusty Wallace's. So even for myself to climb in that car, drive around the track and bring it back around the pit row, the feeling is like, wow, I can't believe I just got to drive on this racetrack in a race car. So uh, you're working with Steve and Joe. I bet them's two findings to work with. Oh, my goodness. They are a trip. Oh, my. Yeah. Steve's awesome to work with. The man knows what he's doing. Um, Joe, great driver. Um, When fans get out, some of the wording that I can't use, to me, I just laugh. It's priceless. 
I should have ordered more laps or I got to do this again. I would say that's you, you probably should. the two things that you hear. I should have gotten more laps and I should have, and I can't, when can I do it again? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, some people ask if they could sign right back up, but unfortunately because of the scheduling, you can't do that. Right. Hey, Todd, uh, Kyle here. Question for hey, you. Uh, how did how did Watkins Glen go? I don't know if we've had John since then, but how how did the NASCAR Watkins Glen weekend go last year? Um, well, with Elks Club, it was their highest finishing position. Um, I was the spotter on turn one coming up the hill. Um, I'll be doing that again this year. Um, I'm hoping for another great year. So that starts pretty quick. What month do y'all start go back with uh, Rusty Wallace? Uh, May. May some of the track we're at U- Utica, Rome. What can you name off some of the tracks show? Uh, going to uh, you have got your East Coast and West Coast. I pretty much stay on the East Coast. I go to Dover, New Hampshire. I went for the first time last year. Um, we go to Oswego, um, Evan Mills, New York, Albany, Saratoga, um, they go to Charlotte, they go to Atlanta, so a lot of these big speedways they go to. Steve pretty much keeps that fleet going, isn't he? He, he does, and, you know, I give the man credit, he knows what he's doing. Um, when you go to fire up these cars, you know they're going to run because Steve built them. So, you know, you got to have faith in a car when you're out there doing the buck 70. <laughs> hey, Todd, Kyle again. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the new TV ARCA deal? Uh, Fox Sports getting all the races? I mean, what, what were your initial thoughts on that? Well... It, it, it's nice to be able to turn on a TV and be able to watch it on one channel versus one week being on one channel, another week being on a different one. For me, I'm a simple-minded person. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I like to be able to turn on TV and know what channel it's going to be on. But as we all know, each year they change. So then you got to subscribe to so many different ones. I'd rather be on one. So you said you're going to Pocono, um, you know, with the schedule announced. Uh, you know, you, you may be thinking about maybe sticking around, you know, and maybe maybe going around, you know, to, to Grandview Speedway on Tuesday. Are you thinking about that maybe? Because uh, there's another 23000 to win that night. Um, I actually uh, didn't know anything about that. Um, with the, I say, three different people that I'm working for for the summer, um, for me, it's hard to tell because my one boss who's in Illinois, he can call last minute or send an email and say, hey, I need you here for this. So uh, you never know what I'm going to be doing. Um, as it gets closer to time, I will know. First NASCAR race for the season, Todd? Pocono. That's a good I one to start love- with. 
I do love Pocono. Yeah, that, that's a good one. You know, being a volunteer and helping a team, whatever they have to do, I jump in and do whatever they need. Have you got Steve and Joe spoiled to those baked goods that you fix? <laughs> no, I have not. I, I, I did take down some brownies at Dover, and they did devour them. Um, our first event will be May 20th. Um, I'm probably going to do some banana bread. Can't go wrong there. So well, you know, coming coming to Pocono, you know I'm going to have a bin full of baked goods now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Todd, would you have ever thought when this all started, you'd be it would develop into what you're doing now at uh, Rusty Wallace and helping Alex and some of the other ARCA teams on race day? You know, from the very first time that I ever got to go with a team. I never thought that would ever be possible. Never in a million years. And then um, when I had to figure out how to do it on my own, took me a little while, but I figured it out. And God's been good to me, and I've been fortunate enough to go with different teams and help them out in any way they need a hand. Um, being able to drive a race car. Never thought that'd ever be possible. But it's pretty darn cool. <laughs> well, what's your thoughts when you climb in that Jimmy Johnson car and know that he's drove that car in an actual race? What What's your feelings there, Todd? Well, I thought I was in heaven. When you're taking off in that race car and you're wondering how they do it a couple times, cannot deny that. Um, But when you're driving that car and you're going around the track, you're thinking to yourself, I'm down on the low, say at Dover. I'm down on the low part where these guys are up above, you know, next to the wall. And, you know, that's pretty steep. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, I'm a gearhead. Wow, that's crazy. And as it is, I'm steering this thing going down the track thinking to myself, wow, I wonder what it would be like to ride with Jimmy around this. But I did hit all four gears. It was fun. So have you been a ride around with Steve or Joe? Driving? I have not. Steve drives a little slower than Joe. So I'd probably take the ride with Steve first. <laughs> uh, Todd, uh, somewhat of what's the maximum speed that they'll let you go? Uh, um, I think it's like 180. That's not At bad. Super speed? No. Right. That's, that's moving. I and did 175 at Talladega. That's moving. Yeah, and you know, and when these cars come in, I walk around and check over the tires because when that next person goes out, I don't want somebody to have a bad tire 
and then rack. Wow. So that yeah, that would be the side the downside of it all. But that don't happen very often, does it, Todd? No, no. Our, uh, Joe is very, very experienced. He knows his stuff. He knows what he can or can't do. Um, he's driven all these tracks, so he knows. Plus, he works for a New York State track during the summer. Uh, you know, you got to know your limits. I guess I'll see uh, Joe at at Daytona, I think, in the 500 weekend. That's usually when I see him or at Charlotte. There's a couple of tracks yeah, he, I, I see. Yeah, him and his wife are coming down for Daytona. Rowdy yeah, Rowdy well, Champions he, is going to be back in my Holding Valley Speedway. I forgot to tell you that. What was that? You guys are talking about Joe Scott Nicky, right? No, Joe Bowen. Oh, Joe Bowen. Ah, okay. My fault. But uh, I thought you were talking about Joe Scott Nicky because I saw the Race of Champions modified in the news coming back to Mahoning Valley Speedway in 2023. So I thought that, that kind of caught my eye. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see uh, Josh Blicky, uh driving in the Chili Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's this week, right? Going yeah, on. No I Larson think. though. No Larson. No, we, yeah, we know Larson's hard to beat there. Go Avery's running. I know that too. I know he's running and I haven't seen the rest of the entry list, but I know there's like three hundred pre entered. So, uh yeah, Todd, do you do you know if Alex is gonna run a full season? I think he did last year. He he did last year, and I'm believing he is again this year. I know he lost a car, too, last year. Noticed him working yeah. on Yeah, yeah. It's sad to see, but it does happen. Well, it does, you know. That's part of it. And it looks like Kyle, uh, Kyle and, and Todd, that the entry list at, at is going to be a lot better this year with car counts. Which is a really big plus. It is. It is. You know, but the counts at the head were all quality cars, but, boy, it just, you know, and the first thing people call in wanting to know about tickets is what's the car count. Like right. this week at, at uh, Talladega Short Track, I, they had over 300 cars entered for the weekend. Wow. And they put on one heck of a show. The weather, Todd, you couldn't have asked for a better weekend in January. And, and the stands reflected it. I did get to see a little bit of it live on their uh, Facebook. We got... Willie Mullins is fixing call in, guys. Willie is working as diligently to get ready for testing. And I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, driver for Mullins Racing, Willie Mullins. Welcome, Willie. Thank you, Rowdy. Uh, sorry I'm a couple minutes late again. and It's just been crazy around here the last couple I, I days. I know it has, Willie. I, and I, you know, I appreciate you giving us just a few minutes of your time, but 
How are you preparing for uh, this weekend at testing? Um, well, we're just working our butts off right now. You know, it's crazy how much, uh, you know, building a new car it takes. Um, you know, we did this back when we rebodied this thing, but, uh, you know, it's completely different. The rules have changed a lot, so we're just making uh, making this thing the best we can. Uh, two cars? <laughs> two cars, yes, sir. Be- I'm going to be in one. Um, Brayton Laster's coming back uh, to be with us at the test and the race, and then we have uh, Landon Huffman, Kale Searles, um, and a few other testers we have coming down with us. Willie, testing is that for uh, super or the super speedways and intermediate tracks, or is that for all ARCA? Uh, it's for all ARCA. Life. You know, it helps you get approved to go to any other track, like. Instead of having to work up from a short track to intermediate, they'll uh, let you go to this test, and uh, it'll get you approved to go to any of the tracks during the year. And that starts Friday, Saturday, Friday morning. Well, actually, the the garage opens, or y'all are able to pull in at 6 in the morning. So that means from yep. Virginia, you got to be hustling on Thursday. Yeah, well, we're trying, trying to leave Wednesday evening. So... You know, it, it all depends when we get this thing on the pull-down rig tonight, uh, get it pulled down, and, you know, these things look pretty sharp, so we're excited. I, you know, I've kept up with you on TikTok. I, I mean, that has been a really a tool that's kind of helped y'all in the long run, and you've had that uh, wish list on Amazon. That's been pretty incredible, too, hasn't it, Willie? It, it, it is. It has been great, um, you know. We have actually gotten a lot of different things off of TikTok. We actually, for the race, we have a, a company coming on board, an RV company down in uh, Florida that's going to um, help us, a company called Travel Camp. We're going to be in their RV, and we're going to be able to stay in the infield. So it's going to be pretty cool to do that. You know, and TikTok helped us do that. So Travel Camp coming on board is helping our little team, you know, just by providing us an RV to stay in while we're down there. Well, uh Willie, how many people? Who have you got testing for the weekend? Who's uh, who's your um, drivers? It's it, yeah, it's me and Brayton Laster coming back. Um, we have uh, Landon Huffman. You know, he just won the right. championship down at Hickory Motor Speedway in the late models. Um, Kayla Searles, she's been running a modified up here at our local track, so she's going down there. And then we have two other drivers. Um, coming, um, I'm not sure the one driver out of Peru, and then we have uh, Landon Pendleton coming on board. So, y'all was on a show last week that you announced a little program that y'all are trying yep. to start. Is, is you want to talk just a minute about that? Yeah, absolutely. What we're doing is uh, we have two tracks up here: Langley Speedway and Dominion Raceway. So these two tracks run the same rule package in their limited late model and their modified class. So what we're offering is both schedules have worked out pretty close to where you can run both tracks and not be on top of each other. So if one person can finish third in points at both tracks this year, they'll get a free test for next year in either class. That That's pretty awesome, Willie. Of course, you know, on social media, you get a little flack and I kind of seen it, but Dana kind of pushed that right out the door. I need her to be on my social media. <laughs> Absolutely. You know how it is, is, is we're trying to do good. We're trying to make this series, you know, 
in the light, you know, we have a lot of other series that are competing against ARCA. So, you know, it just takes us to make sure we get out there and and try to help people, you know, move forward in racing. You know, there's a lot of kids that are that are racing hard and, and trying to move to the next step, and we want to try to be that person for them. Hi, Willie. You got Kyle here. Uh, thanks again for coming on to the Rowdy Magalite Show. Uh, first question Absolutely. for you is, uh, you know, what what are what are your some of your goals going into Daytona? Uh, you know, I know you've been close to winning it before. Um, I mean, you know, what what are you expecting up up here in the next in the next week or two? Uh, I expect to be the fastest car, hopefully, and you know, be at the front. Or, you know, we've worked really hard on both these cars, and we're very excited to take them back again. My second question for you is um, talk a little bit more about the Virginia racetracks. Um, I know you were elaborating on them. Uh, you know, what's it like running those home tracks and trying to run every week? Well, it's a great, great uh, thing for people to get experience. You know, if if you can come to a Virginia racer class at Dominion and go to Langley and run a modified or vice versa, that it gets you a lot of seat time and you don't have to spend a ton of money and you can be very competitive. And then when you're ready, we can move you up from there. So that's why we're trying to, to entice people to, to work hard at these local level tracks to, to be able to put a program together to race both tracks. Hi, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, Willie. Todd Bixby Hey, here. what's happening? Um, what inspired you to come up with the program to make it a go? Well, what's inspired us is definitely trying to get more eyes on our race team, more eyes on ARCA, and more eyes on our two local tracks. You know, we we need to work together to make everything uh, to be out in public, and that's what's helped us with TikTok. You know, we've done that, um, you know, and it, it's going to hopefully work in our favor to continue our racing dream. You know, eventually I will probably step back and be just an owner at some point, and it may be in five or ten years, but one of these, I want to give it a good go and possibly get some good drivers in these cars over the next couple of years and, and see what will happen. Willie, what's it um, like to have have a wife that fully supports what you do for a living? Uh, without her, I couldn't do it. You know, she she completely supports us. She's the behind the scenes. You know, she is everything to this race team. And as we're moving forward, she'll she'll always be part of this race team, and and I'm excited, you know, excited to go into 2023 with her and and into a new year. You know, we have a lot of things going on behind the scenes, making this team even stronger. So we're we're proud of us. You know, there's there's people that are in places that have, you know, that believe in us, and and we're we're very appreciative of that. So New Smyrna and the East Arca East, are, are y'all there? No, there's uh, no new Smyrna this year. It uh, looks like Arca East, the first race, will be at Five Flags in March. Um, so we're just focused on Daytona this year. You raced flat, Five Flags last year, didn't you, Willie? Yep, we did. We had a top five there, so we're we're excited to go back and, and kick off the year over there, hopefully, in March, and see what happens. How do you compare that track with some of the tracks that you race in up north? Um. You know, they're all about the same when I, I say that. You know, they're, other than Dominion, you know, the asphalt's worn out. It's hard to get around, to get grip on long runs. So, 
you know, it's it's pretty fun. I, I enjoy all these places. You know, they're they're they have character to them. Absolutely, uh, Willie. Where can they follow you and keep up with you? Well, everybody can follow us on our Mullins Racing Facebook page, and then from there you can follow us on TikTok. My wife has a page, Dinah Mullins, and I have uh, my page, Willie Mullins Three, on TikTok. Those are the best place to get the uh, up to date and going stuff. So we're very excited with that, and you know, always uh, pay attention to the ARC website. A lot of press releases come out there, and we're excited to. Facebook, I saw I was uh, named most popular driver this morning, so that was kind of cool for the first time. So, uh, you know, we're proud we're growing popularity and, and making this series uh, grow from there. I tell you, uh, Willie, uh, being on Fox all year, that means a lot. I would think when you went in to uh, try to sell a spot of advertisement on your car, that would go a long way. Yeah, that was huge. You know, it was huge. So we're uh, very proud of that and what they've worked out to make uh, our TV package even better. Well, it's, for me, it's been a 10-year wonderful ride just to see you and Dana come in the series and watch y'all are going to roll into this year. What a transformation. Really great job, Willie. Thank you very much, Rowdy. And I, I appreciate being part of the show. And hopefully you can come by when you're down at the race at our camper spot and check out our camper. And, uh, you know, we can do a live uh, remote from there. Sounds like a deal. We're going to do a little bit more of that this year on TikTok, Willie. I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to see you guys. All right, Willie. Thanks a lot for being part of the show today. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rowdy. Safe travels, friend. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Uh, Todd, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I seen your post, so I had to jump on. I, I can imagine that as soon as he hung up the phone, he went right to work because he's got a lot to do. I mean, they was all on board on Sunday. They worked all day yesterday into the night. So I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of ARCA teams burning midnight oil right now to get ready for that testing. Uh, you know they got to be. Rowdy, what do you think the entry list is going to look like for the ARCA test? Ooh. Well, I mean, Willie brought bringing, taking two cars. Uh, sound like he had a, a nice little van load going with him. Kyle, uh, I don't remember what last year's numbers. But you got Fast Track's going to be there, I know, and they're going to bring several, so... What do you think, Kyle? Rowdy, I had, I had Mark Eigelzinger on last year from my area. I've uh, been chatting with him. Uh, I was like, we'll be doing a, tr- a car chief role, maybe getting to one of the fast track cars, but uh, we're trying to get him on. Um, I had him on the day uh, the weekend after the test last year, so hopefully uh, he can call him next Monday. Still, still finalizing that, but I'll let you know as soon as I know. Hey, Todd, you got anything to close us out here, my man? What's oh, happening up in your listen. area? Uh, just wishing y'all safe travels. Um, my work schedule starts out May, I think, 20th. And goes on from there and ends in, I believe, August. Well, I, th- I think our game plan, Todd, uh, Todd this year, uh, Kyle and I have been kind of talking over we're we're hanging with the uh, Arkham Menards, but we're going to kind of push deeper into the Xfinity series 
Uh, we had uh, two drivers on Thursday night getting ready. So that's kind of the direction we're going to go this year. Well, this year I don't get to stay for the Xfinity at the Glen. I have to travel to Lake Erie to do the Rusty Wallace thing. So my schedule gets changed up a little bit this year. Well, and I like don't even get to, I don't, yeah, I, don't even, I don't even get to watch the Cup race because I got teared down for Toyota, and we see one last lap as they go by, and that's it. Are you going back to doing that also, Todd? It's my uh, third job. That kind of makes a little racing money here. <laughs> it does. It does. It helps. Todd, appreciate you calling in today. Well, great to hear you guys. Glad you get us kicked off in 2023 in the right direction. And congratulations on on what you got going on in the racing world. Thank you. All right, Kyle, what you got to take us out of here? Well, Rowdy, uh, good to make it to Allentown to the indoor race. Uh, thanks again to Paul Small and Willie Mullins for coming on today. Also, Todd Bixby as well. Uh, you know, good to have everybody on and, you know, good to good to spend this hour with you. And uh, I'm glad uh, we got to do everything we wanted to do today, Rowdy. I um, wasn't sure about Willie, but, um, you know, he did call in, so that was good. So uh, thanks again to, to everybody, Len Salmon's Productions at the uh, – at the uh, indoor race and Atlantic City coming up, the motorsport show is a lot going on, so really looking forward to it. Well, guys, I appreciate Paul calling back in. Uh, always great to hear his side of, of the story from the announcer's booth. Todd, thanks a lot for calling in. And uh, Kyle, I know Kyle's at work trying to work and, and talk also. But, guys, hey, we're getting ready. I'm not saying I'm not going to be at testing and I'm going to say I'm going to be at testing. But you never know. I may show up. So I want to thank everybody at Talladega Short Track. What a fabulous, fabulous weekend they put on. A lot of happy kids, a lot of happy racers, and there was some sad racers going home. But the season started. Uh we just getting ready for testing. Hopefully, if we don't, if I don't get to go, we'll have something back to report about it. I want especially thank Willie because I know when you're the team owner, the truck driver, the PR guy, the salesman, you got a lot of hats to wear, and Willie wears it, and he wears it really well. So, with that being said, guys, hey, ten years, and that light's still shining. We're pushing on, trying to make bigger and better. We're getting ready, Todd, for the 24 hours. The Rolex coming up here really soon. Thanks, Todd and Willie. Appreciate it. Bye. If you're not a subscriber of that Rowdy Maglite YouTube page, go over there and hit that button. Don't cost nothing. You might see something on there that you like.
And if you don't, address it. Send me an email. Tell me what you want to see. If you want to go to the 24-hour Rolex, get ready. We're going to start giving away tickets on Thursday night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.